welcome to the Expand Her podcast with myself, Sarah Louise Sutton. I am an intuitive life and business coach, and it is my sole purpose to help you unearth and claim your sole purpose. With myself and special guests, you'll be hearing about all things intuition, guidance, channeling, manifesting, healing, and energetics, and how you can use all of these things to not only create a magical and expanded life, but also to create a successful, heart-centered, purposeful business, doing exactly what your soul came here to do. Thank you so much for being here with me today, and it is from my heart to yours that I am sending you so much love. Hello and welcome back to a brand new guest episode on the podcast. It's been a while since I had a guest, uh, so I'm very excited to share this episode with you. And today I am met with my beautiful friend, dear, dear friend, Caitlin Cook, who is a multi-award winning global business consultant and coach and course creator. And she is a mum. And she's a great mum. And in this episode, she, oh my gosh, she shares and inspires so deeply with how she is managing and how she has grown her company to the size that it is. And whilst even also being a mum and and being present in her life and being grateful in her life and not letting goals and milestones necessarily take over even though she is reaching them and she is going to the next level constantly. So I am so excited to share this episode with you because I think that the cherry on top of this conversation is that Caitlin has built her business to the size that it is without the social media, without social media as we know it. She's got a different way about things and I think that again, so inspiring to hear, so inspiring to listen to, and I can't wait for you to soak up all of her wisdom and her goodness. So, um, yes, enjoy, and as usual, if you have enjoyed this episode, or if you do enjoy this episode, please share it with someone else that you feel would also enjoy it, Um, and let me know your biggest takeaways, let me know your biggest insights, and also, if you loved hearing from Caitlin, which I have no doubt you will, then there will be all the links in the show notes for you to get in touch with her, to follow along, and to get all of her goodness. So, ah, enjoy. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Ah, <laughs> uh, honestly, this is the biggest uh, honor. Like we've known each other since 2018. 2018. Yep. We so, met working yeah. for another company, right? So like, we were both in between in between jobs. I was building in spirit. Um. And we met there and I feel like we were instantly friends because we spoke about the universe within about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We did yoga together. Yeah, Yeah. I remember other people in the business were like, oh God, these two are going (laughs) to get off because no one else was that way inclined. And we would just talk about crystals and universe and manifesting. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best. It It was. I have such a clear memory of us sitting outside, I'm going to say Cafe Nero, maybe a prep on Great Portland Street. And maybe this was when I just left, or we both just left, I can't quite remember. And I remember you saying that 
you wanted to start your own business. Mm. And I remember you were like, I want to help people. And I remember that being like, I really remember that so vividly. And now here we are. <laughs> you have built a huge company, huge business, and this is exactly what you do. And so I would love, I guess, to start with for you to just briefly say what you do, what your business does, and how you got from that little cafe. <laughs> We're going to say it was a cafe near on Great Portland Street to now. And that's what, four years? Four years. Four, five yeah, it was years. four years. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So my my entire ethos and the core of my business is to empower women to grow impactful and profitable businesses, to make a lot of money, and to just improve the world in all the ways that they desire. Um, and that's what I do. So I consult clients who've always had a vision, um, which is the most beautiful thing. They'll have it. They'll come to me and they'll have a vision, and they'll go, "I want to do this, but I have no idea how to do it." I'm like. We've got, I've got you, I've got you. So we <laughs> step it out bit by bit. This is how you do it. This is how, this is the team. This is what it needs to look like. Mm. Um, and I also do coaching, which I love because it's, I believe it's both. You've got to do the internal shifts and the yeah. external strategies. So I coach women on how to shift into that CEO role, how to see themselves as that powerful woman in a business, um, how to believe they can make more money, hold more money, release more money. And um, it's just been the most incredible experience. And the better I get, the better my clients get. So it's that's mm. my point. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, how did how did it start from the as in? Did you always want to build a business? Because your business is big, right? Let's not beat around the bush. You've got a team. You're like absolute bossing it but also you're a mom and you have time with little Alfie regularly soaking it up like you're not working you know these ridiculous hours that you'd expect someone with a business of your size to be doing so was that your plan to always have a business that size was it your plan to have it running in the way that it's running like in a feminine way right you you run your business in a feminine way versus a masculine way yeah, and how did that kind of look to get to where you are now? So I always knew what I wanted to achieve, but I never knew to the scale it would be. Mm, and I never okay. knew to the CEO, CEO role that I had to step into. Yeah. So I started my business when in 2019 out of pure necessity, pure necessity, because my visa in England ran out. And so I had to, my, I had an English partner. He'd already had a visa to Australia. So we couldn't go there. I couldn't stay there. So like, what are we going to do? We just decided to travel for a year. And so we're like, mm-hmm. right, we have laptops. How are we going to make money? Um, and I've always built businesses, but from a masculine in, intellectual strategic standpoint. So I can do, I knew how to do that, but I'd never tapped into the inner work into the mm-hmm. feminine side. And that was the journey for me that that was like that missing piece. That's why I always do both, the yeah. external and internal. So along that journey, um, it just, it, I, I kind of started falling more and more in love with it, more and more in love with it. And I was like, I could keep doing this. This is really cool. And then a year after starting it, my partner and I found out we were four months pregnant and that's when my business was taking off. And I'm like, well, okay this is cool this is cool. 
So let's move countries. <laughs> let's have a child. <laughs> and um, I'll still build this business. And it was actually one of the, the most profound things. When I had Alfie, I had such a bout of creativity come out of me. Mm. It was just this another level of growth. It, like I birthed a child and then I birthed this next chapter of my business. Wow. So I kept growing and I kept um did a lot more of the internal work when he was first born mm-hmm. and that's what, what kind of really scaled me to where I am. Um, and then we moved countries again and now we've been in the UK coming up two years now and that's where I've got a team of about 10 women, soon to be about 15, and it is scaling very, very quickly and I've been the most grounded I've ever been, which is I think why I'm being yeah. so successful. Wow. Um, but it's beautiful because... I am a mother and I love, love, love my son, but I'm also a CEO and I love my business. So I get to yeah. balance the two and it, they both energize me differently. Mm. Oh my God, there's so much I want to say to that because <laughs> you just dropped so many little nuggets. But I think the first one is um, the heart, the heart led side of it that I want to mm. talk about first because there were, I have always seen in you such a, like you're driven by purpose you're driven by your heart like you're driven by wanting to help people and that's always been something that you talk about is like how to empower women more and more and more to have a business to be the mom like to have it all um and I want to know in your own experience in your own business but also in your experience doing this with other people but in helping other people through a similar journey like what difference you think it makes when you're coming from pure service versus the other way of doing it, which is more money-driven, more success-driven. Like, do you feel like, because I know I see there's a whole new level of support from the universe when you do it this way. Do you feel the same? Definitely. Because I had done, so before I started my business, I've been doing this for years and years and years. And the people who would come to me would be very success-driven, very moneyed, like this is where we're going to get but there was an anger, a resentment, an annoyance, a lack of time that came with that because it was never enough. Mm. It was never enough. It didn't fill that inevitable void they actually had. But mm. So then I was like, that's a missing piece. So when I started my business, I started with that as, as the objective and I was like, this is just making me feel worse and worse and worse. So I switched it and I'm like, okay, If I could just serve someone today and get paid because I'm a business, I can't just do everything for free. 100% love that. (laughs) I come from a place of service, what would that look like? And with just that switch, everything changed in my business. And I think when you come at it from a place of service and purpose, that's your driving force. Like I read Simon Sinek, it all starts with why. And Mm. that's kind of how my business shifted from the outside into now the inside out. So it all comes what's your why if you know what your why is you'll move through the discomfort of growth you'll move through the moments that people say no to you you move through the moments where your friends say you can't do this or whatever Mm. it may be it's purely your head and you're trying to go for this success if somebody says to you no you can't do it you don't always have that good enough reason to keep moving Mm. um and every time I tap into my heart I get a client easier my business skyrockets, my team's happy, my life's happy. I'm like, oh, my God, this is literally the missing piece. But I forget yeah. it time and time again and I have to keep reminding myself about it. 
<laughs> and and I just want to say as like someone that you know talks to you regularly and I would like to think knows you <laughs> like you you know you're not just someone saying that you enjoy your life and you have your business like the gratitude that you have for life radiates from you like radiates like the love you have for your family the time you spend with with Tom and Alfie like it radiates from you and I guess a, a great question would be like how do you stay in that place when you have all of this going on because you have you have a team you have a growing team it's growing very fast how how do you stay so rooted in such gratitude and such present moment because like it's such a rare thing to actually witness so close up and it's one of the things that I've always said to you like it's the most beautiful thing to see how embodied you are in that and I have no doubt that's why you have (laughs) the level of success that you also have because I always preach about how important gratitude is how important presence is and you're a clear example of that yeah I think so everything shifted for me lots of things have shifted and moved very quickly but one of the major things was I got my visa for England in January of this year so everything skyrocketed when I with that and I had written on my if you could be do or have anything what would that be and I had that on my wall for months and months and months and I was like okay cool I want a team I want to be able to empower women Mm. I want to be able to empower women in all these different ways I want to do this and when you're doing that so you're moving from where you are to where you want to be you have to get outside your comfort zone so there's moments of discomfort there's moments of am I enough can I do this oh my god oh my god and I notice that because I do it I've done it so much now I notice it and gratitude to me is the thing that flicks it all around Mm. instead of me feeling like I'm drowning gratitude just allows me to float and just be like just flow with it you're going that way anyway just flow with it don't wrestle against it um you actually first taught me about gratitude like the power of gratitude when we first um when I was living in Australia and I just had Alfie and I was doing um, one of your coaching and courses you Mm. told me about gratitude like what is gratitude I can't do this and I'm like it's not working I'm not feeling grateful (laughs) but I kept doing it and because you do it and your brain shifts and Mm. it's the most powerful thing so I know for me if I'm not I'm not getting the results I want if my team's not happy if I don't have the clients I really want to work with if my relationship's a bit strained I literally just practice gratitude on all the things that I've got that's working because I have so much more than I ever thought I could have and I'll have more again and and it brings you back to that service back to your heart which I think Mm. at the end of the day you build a business to help people to serve people so just keep coming back to that and it's just opens everything up yeah oh my god I love this do you just write gratitude lists on a tangible level like what does your gratitude practice look like do you just go through it in your head do you write lists do you do vibrational boards or vision boards like what is it that you do to tap into that so I actually read the book um the magic which was like similar to the secret so the magic by Rhonda Burns and it was a 30-day gratitude practice so I was just playing around with what works for me and Mm. and it was so in the morning, I'll do 10 things I'm grateful for that day. And in the evening, it's 10 things right before I go to bed. And normally what I've started doing as well, because um, I'm working on like my self-confidence and really that self-love piece, is I'll just go through all of my body parts and just say I'm grateful I for you. I love that. You. 
that's another added little thing. And in the moments that I'm feeling like, oh my God, what am I? <laughs> this is a, this is what's going on. I'll just be like, I'll touch something like um calm on the surface. And I'll just be like, I'm so grateful that I'm grounded. I'm so grateful for like my coffee. I'm always grateful for my morning coffee. Oh, I um, hear you. <laughs> and then I think more being in the present moment so when I'm hugging Alfie it's like saying to myself I'm so grateful for these precious moments because mm. then it feels like the time just expands a bit more you just get that little extra time together and the same with oh, my I team I would... goosebumps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just say to my team like I'm so grateful to, to them um mm. because I am I think it's you just need to just spread gratitude wherever you can. Just sprinkle a little bit wherever you can, as Rhonda Byrne would, would say. No, oh, I love that. I've also not heard of that book. The oh, Magic is Yeah. Um, so you just mentioned, like, when you're going through challenges, obviously gratitude brings you out. Mm. I want to talk a little bit about the challenges that, again, personally, but you help people grow these enormous companies. So like you also have the experience of doing that. I want to know a few of the challenges or the biggest challenges maybe that you have to go through or get through, move through in order to kind of get to a, a business of your level. Um, yeah. What would some of those biggest challenges be? Because I also think, um, you know, when we're starting a business and we are like let's say like as a as a person just doing coaching on their own they don't have a team yet you always have this story and I see this a lot of everyone having a story of when I get to this certain level let's say it's 5k months or 10k months then then I'll feel good then everything will be easy then everything will be sorted and like there's this (laughs) story playing of like when you've just hit that new threshold everything will be good nothing could possibly go wrong and I kind of want you to go through some of the things that you get to when you get to that level (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's actually interesting that you say that because gratitude helps ground ground you in the moment because if you always go when I get there I'll be happy you're always going to be happy when you get there and then what happens is you're delaying your overall happiness and business for me I built it for freedom of for freedom of choice for freedom of enjoyment for creativity so if you're always like I'll do this when I get there then you're never going to get there because you're not doing it now so mm. just be happy now and I know it, it's a practice and like that's yeah. what gratitude happens. but it was interesting so when I first started um I was doing everything so I do like people come to me if they need investment for their business or if they need a business plan or if they want to try and create like this massive multi-million dollar empire. They're like, how do I do this? I'm like, cool, okay. I would always, because before I had a team, I did it all myself. And the way that I knew that it was a good piece of work is I would have this internal, like I'd feel something inside of like, that's it. That's how you do it. But because I want to scale and I don't want to spend all this time in the business because I want to you know grow the family and be with Alfie and Tom I was like okay I need to now switch this and bring in a team so I was a bit of a control freak still am for a little bit um so it's (laughs) how do you actually how do you trust that your team can deliver what it is that you want at the level that you want and expect and that comes Mm. with communication and that is something I was not good at so before I took the jump to building a team I I know this is going to sound so silly, but I actually got a cleaner in the house. 
Mm-hmm. So because I didn't have the confidence in my business to bring in a team because I didn't know how to direct them, I was like, right, what can I do that's on a smaller level mm-hmm. that I can start to kind of figure out what's working and what's not? So I bought a cleaner and I'm like, right, this is what I'd like done and this is how I'd like it done. Then I'd yeah. start getting used to giving her feedback and saying thank you so much and paying her. Oh, and I then- love this. Yeah, and then slowly but surely I was like, okay, now I can bring someone into the business and then I can do this. So every time I have to move in my business or I'm scared, I do something outside my business that scares me because mm. that is because they're all interconnected. The way you do one thing is the way you do almost everything. Okay. Um, So it's also it's giving up that control that you yeah. don't have to do it all. You don't need to do it all, but also... What is it that you want to do? I think the biggest challenge for me is helping clients remember why they're doing this. Why are you doing this? Because throughout the journey, what's going to happen is people are going to tell you what they think you should do, where you should head, what your target should be, what marketing strategy you need to do. But the thing is, you as the visionary, you as the business, the CEO, you hold the vision so you need to hold what it is that you want and be sh- and be clear on your boundaries and as somebody who was not clear on her boundaries <laughs> <laughs> i am so much better at that now i'm better at going no yes no i can do this i can do this no 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 um it's just knowing what you want and getting really grounded in that mm. that's one of the biggest challenges i've found with the women i work with yeah And I guess that's one of the things is staying in alignment. And again, like this is something you have always done so well is you honor what you want um, and your alignment. But I guess that's a big thing with with building bigger businesses is you have the expectation from people that know the business or that work in the business to keep going, even if something's maybe not working anymore. Have you found that in your business? Yeah. So for so for the kind of twofold. So for myself and my business, um, it feels like something's not working, but everybody else kind of wants it too. And I'm just like, yeah. And also I know where I'm headed. So I know this isn't yeah. part of my path anymore. Mm. And you've got to let go. And oh my there's a, a letting go that you're gonna get used to within business. You've got to let go of lots of things you thought you were gonna do and you're not doing anymore. And when you reach that next level, you've got to let go again. But a lot of, like, there were some people in my team and externally like, this is a great idea. You should do this. It makes complete sense. And I'm like, just because it makes complete sense doesn't mean you should do it. It doesn't feel right to me. And that's how I always, yeah, if it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. Um, But I've gotten better at that, like, because I tap into that more and more. Um, Yeah. And I love what you just said about letting go. (laughs) Because I think when we think about building more and more and more, you just automatically think about adding more and more, like more offers, like more things to the plate, more people that you're serving and you're like shaking your head. (laughs) You're like, absolutely not. Like there is so much letting go. And I think that's a really key thing that, you know, many people really struggle with is letting go, especially with uh, letting go of something that has worked or that has been in alignment before. Like I know I've struggled with, with letting go of certain things of like, but it worked at one point or it was great at one point and I loved it. How can I let that go? Definitely. I think the way that I look at it, because it's, and this is some, I was, I didn't, I never let go. I was not a let go kind of person. I was like, I'm going to hold on to everything. <laughs> I'm going to take everything. I'm going to keep on moving. But what I realized, like, 
because I've moved countries three times whilst building this business, I had to let go. I was forced to let go. Like That's I true. usually just traveled with like two suitcase or suitcase. And then yeah. we had a baby, we had a suitcase and a baby. And I'm like, okay. So it's <laughs> like, I've always been forced if I don't keep on top of the practice to let go of something. And I always see it. You're when you know where you're headed before you take the next step, you have to let go of something because you're stepping into that next version of you, that newer version. If it's the CEO of your company, if that's what you want, if it's the woman who receives passive income and spends the time with her family, whatever it is, you have to let go of who you are now, those parts of you that can't come with you. And that's how you kind of work with those better, more empowered versions of yourself. Mm. So again, for me, when I'm like, when I'm wanting to get creative and the team's building and and I feel like the more you let go internally, the more things just kind of expand externally. Um, and so for me, when I'm trying to get creative, when I just want things to work better and I'm I'm, for me, when I'm feeling like frustrated, I'm like, Oh, it's time for me to like go of something again. Yeah, I love that. You've got like a telltale. Hell yeah. So for me, when it's frustrating, I'm feeling like I'm needing to control everything. Mm. I have to let go. Because if I don't, then I will just control everything and it's never going to work because mm. I've built it like it is. So I don't have to control everything. So I'll start um, going through my clothes. I'll start doing a spring clean of the house. I'll go through um, like photos that I don't want anymore. I'll um, I'll go on my social media. Like I'll change everything around me to just yeah. like rinse it and then just welcome in something new. Yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful practice to get into. It allows you to flow a lot more because I was not flowing at the start of my business. <laughs> I love this, like creating space in the environment around you in order to start creating space in your business I adore this I'm a big fan of this as well I mean this is genuinely one of the things I first start to do with clients I think is the task of clearing out your space your wardrobe your your home like any shared spaces like it's it's a big one it's huge it's like your energy field your energy expands into your and your energy field expands into your space that you're in so if the space that you're in is full your energy is going to be full and vice versa that's why I adore this I adore that you just mentioned that as a practice that you do I love that um so what about the nervous system <laughs> and because again you as you're in your own experience and you helping others in this work there is obviously a lot of levels that you go through and a lot of things that push your comfort zone when you go mm -hmm. and push your nervous system, push you out of it, put you into a state of feeling triggered, of, of feeling like it's too much, like you don't have the capacity. What are some of the things that have stretched you the most? And I mean, I'm sure money is going to be a big one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just want to talk about that and some of the things that help you to expand from a nervous system perspective, because I think this is something that's not spoken about enough in business of the impact that your nervous system has on how much more you receive. And when you've hit a limit, it's because your nervous system's hit a limit. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually the most incredible, incredible experience. Once you start figuring out and getting through it, you're like, oh my gosh, I did a video actually on my YouTube the other day talking about it. And for me, the telltale sign when I'm expanding is 
Um, I'm angry because I'm scared and I'm scared because I'm hitting a limit and I'm about to go past that limit. Mm. So I'm just like, oh, and then I get angry because I'm just like, oh, because for me, it's money. Money is yeah. the big thing, but it's also being able to have what I want. That's a massive thing. Everything kind of shifted in my business from like a business owner to a CEO when I realized I could have what I wanted. I didn't have to have what somebody else said I needed. So I was like, oh my God, I can have what I want. And it's a massive um, nervous system activation for me because I've grown up being told you get what you get. Mm. That's it. Like, you just be grateful for what you have. And I was, and I don't, I, I want to be able to choose what I want. And, and the women that I coach, like I'll help them like double and triple their income and they'll be like, Caitlin, I'm feeling really angry. I'm feeling really upset. I'm feeling like all this. I'm like, of course you are because you're receiving more because you're not used to receiving at this level and mm -hmm. being able to hold it and know that you're safe. And there's this, this connection between receiving what you want and holding it. Mm -hmm. And what I find is as my money's gone up and up and up, I, I, as my money went up, my expenses went up. Mm. <laughs> I received more, but I couldn't hold more. Yeah. Because I felt so triggered, so unsafe that I would just go, I'm just going to do all this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with all of this and you're, and it, it's like the live, the limits and the levels, every little level, you figure out that little next thing about yourself and you're like, oh, okay. I have an issue with holding on to more money. That's okay. So I do a lot of EFT. You've taught me that mm. very much. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of EFT just to let my body know that I'm safe because I was a really activated person, like really activated. So for me to ground into what it is that I'm doing to know I'm safe, um, that has been, that's allowed me to hold on to what it is I have longer and know I can bring in more. Mm. <clears throat> um, so that it's such an interesting trigger, especially mm. with money. I was like, I want to achieve this amount in my business because I, I, I've been doing that for 20 years. I've helped people achieve their financial goals for 20 years. So intellectually, I'm like, yep, got you there. I can do this. Yeah. I had no idea what your body goes through when you go through it like this step-by-step mm -hmm. process it's write down what you want yep okay written down what I want move towards it and then there's this resistance and there's this pullback and this I'm just going to go this way and and this we all self-sabotage or majority of the women I work with self-sabotage when it comes to money because it's such a um a trigger of being unsafe and it's the most yeah. profound thing once you know how to hold it and receive more of it, you, there's this empowerment that comes through you because you're like, I can receive more. And then with that, you're just, you're receiving more, not just money-wise, you're receiving more love, more gratitude, you're receiving more kindness, but you're also giving more as well. And you're mm. just, life literally up levels. Yeah. Oh my God, I love this. Um do you think that women, I'm going to say many women, especially women that are mums that have families that have big, like yourself, that have big companies or building big companies, do you feel like there is that uh, story of you don't get to have it all? Yes. 
That was a very quick answer. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about how you work through that? Because, you know, you are like, you're a mum, you're an amazing mum, you have your beautiful family, you have this huge business, you have this team, you're actually in purpose. It's not just like you have this successful business, like you're in purpose, you love what you do. You have the dream. Mm. And I know that everyone's like, oh yeah, that must be really easy to have. But like, I know how the nervous system works and I know that that is not easy to have. (laughs) So let's just call that out. It's not easy to accept it all, right? Like it's not. No, it's not. And and again, this work is so profound. Like the work that you do, the work that I do, you're really tapping into who you are and what you want to believe for you. And so I really noticed when Alfie was, was first born and my business because I scaled to six figures by the time it was like seven months or something wow and you'd moved to countries two two or three times at that point during that time I moved countries twice at that point so I had seven months old moved twice and you hit six figures (laughs) so it was like <laughs> oh, honey, I worked like 80% of my time was spent working on my inner belief systems, working on my nervous system. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything really in my business. I was just working on the internals that I needed to shift. And a massive belief of mine that came about because as I, my business was scaling, and the thing that I like, I love being able to scale really quickly because you you know the areas you need to improve on because it's so <laughs> it's so apparent. So as I was scaling, I started picking fights with Tom. And Tom and I don't argue. Like, we communicate. Don't get me wrong. We communicate. We have very honest communications, but we don't fight. Um, It's about communicating our points and figuring it all out. But I would pick so many fights with him, and I'm like, why am I narky with him? Like, why am I, this is so beyond, this is so not normal for me. What's going on? And I realized I was like, I can't have it all. I can only have a business or a partner. I can't have both. Mm. Then I started detach, like not detaching, but I started feeling like I can't be a mother and have a business mm. and have a partner. Like who am? I? And then the thought, who am I to have it all? And I cried over this thought for so long because I was like, I knew how fortunate I am to have all these things, but I also know how hard I've worked to mm. have and hold these things. And so every time. I would have that thought about it has to be one or the other. I'd be like, my new mantra is I can have both. I can have both. I choose to have both. I can have both if I want. So whenever, so it kind of started again. I always do things outside my business so I can start getting used to yeah. doing it and then I can start inside. So Tom would be like, do you want to go for a walk or watch TV? I'm like, let's do both. Mm. And then it would be like, want to play with Alfie or do you want to go to work I'm like I'm going to do both (laughs) I adore this this is so good so then I could start instead of me going I have to choose one or the other I was like do I actually and but if I wanted to if I didn't want to do it I would say I choose not to because it's a choice you choose Mm -hmm. if you want to do it so I would literally just keep doing that and then I still notice so what happens is as you continue to go through this work and you're and to all the people listening when as they're building their business, know that it gets easier because you figure out your patterns, you figure out those triggers. And so for me, <laughs> I'm scaling like be to the next level again. 
and I was knocking with Tom for the last couple of days. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm up leveling. Yep, I'm up leveling. <laughs> Reached my edge again. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Tom, I was like, I know you're up leveling. I get it. It's fine. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> it's um, one thing to know your own patterns. It's another thing for your partner to know your patterns. <laughs> He just gets so excited because he's like, oh, because I'm like, I'm going to retire you. And he's like, oh, let's let's get to retirement. We can do this. Oh, and he's my like, God, I love it. <laughs> oh, it's my God. Cool. But it's so expanding hearing the way that you're talking about it. And I know there's not ease with it because you've done the work like you've you've put so much time and effort into the inner work in order to have what you have. But now where you are like energetically you feel at ease with where you are like you're not some crazy boss lady running around like New York in a suit all day every day like trying to have what you have like you go to the park for hours at a time with Alfie like just enjoying being with him and I think that like that is just so inspiring like and such a clear example that you do get to have it all and I think it's yeah. more of that that people need to hear and see of like these examples of like, no, you can. And it's accessible. Like it's just the inner work to get there, just as important as the outer work. Definitely. And I think the thing is, it's whatever it looks like to you. Some people don't want mm. to be a mother and a CEO. Some people do. Like it's mm. completely whatever you want. It do you don't, don't take somebody else's dream. I've done the work because this is what I want to do. Mm. This is what I wanted to create for my life I want to be able to put a, a dress on and have a conversation with you to help empower women and then after this I'm going to change into my shorts and my mum top and I'm going to take Elfie to the beach like <laughs> be present in those moments and I think it's just work out what you want and there's always work that the in, internal work that comes with it um, mm. but it gets what you want and it's a beautiful thing when you realize you've written down all the things that you want and there's this like up and down that occurs with your nervous system you're just like oh my god can I do this yes I can do this I don't know if I can do this can I do this and then <laughs> like, you hit it and you're like oh I did it okay this is cool and then you set the next goal and then you do the same thing again but those ups and downs kind of start leveling out and you become a bit more calm and you kind of hold space better and easier um and it's so worth it when you're doing what it is that you want to do ultimately for you, nobody else but you and all your family. Mm. Oh, my God, I love this. So you mentioned EFT. Are there any other practices that have helped you hugely with your nervous system or any other like things that or things that you say to yourself, things that you do when you're feeling your body, you know, the, like these ups and downs you just mentioned? What is it that you're saying to yourself or doing other than EFT? um that has helped you to move through those triggers so I'm a love meditation I'm such a meditation person um so I'll sit outside so when I'm feeling quite triggered um I will literally just hold on to something stable because for me mm -hmm. I, I'm quite anxious so I have quite a lot of like anxiety moving through my body which I'm slowly like calming down so I'll hold on to something and I'll literally just take some really deep breaths, really deep breaths. Um, and I'll say to myself, I'm safe. It's a it's a big thing for me to say I'm safe and know I'm safe because mm. there's like my, previously that my pattern was I wasn't safe. So I'm rewriting that moment yeah. by moment. So every time I 
feel triggered, I'll just say, I am safe. I've got you. It's okay. And you, you become, you become your own like Prince Charming, your own hero, where you're you're able to catch and go, I've got you. You're okay. And then you catch yourself. So that's a big one. And a huge one when I'm feeling really, really triggered and I'm just like, I feel scattered all over the place. Letting go is what I do mm-hmm. because I can't hold on to anything, mm-hmm. anything more. I can't keep. So I'll literally just let go. So I'll go through forgiveness. Normally I have to forgive myself for what I thought it was going to look like, for what I thought the type of mother I was going to be that day, the type of boss I was going to be. I let go of all of those old memories that um, that are creating that anxious or that erratic thinking. You just deep breathe into it. Mm. Um, when a thought comes in as well, I've gotten better and better at this. Again, it's a practice when you just, when you focus in on it, you get better and better. So when a thought comes in and, I, and I'm like, is that who I want to be? Is that what's actually going to get me to where I want to be? Is this thought? Oh, I love that. Does this thought actually benefit me for where I'm going? And a lot of the times it might be like, you're not a good mom. Like, who are you to go and work on your business instead of looking after your son? It's like those thoughts, which is Mm. what I'm that mother and CEO, which was so programmed in at a young age that you can only be one. So I'm like working through those. Um, But it's like I get to have a thriving child who gets to have incredible one-on-one time with somebody else. And I get to be present in my business so that I can be present in my life for my son. Mm. And it's like just noticing those thoughts. Is it beneficial? And if it's not, what feels a little bit better in your body? And the more you oh, do it, I the easier. Yeah. I love this. And I think as well, what's just really inspiring about hearing you talking about like some of the things that you have to go through on this growth, in this growth even, is that it doesn't just all become roses and daisies when you reach a certain level like if anything it actually gets more and more and more intense because you're holding more and more and more and more and then there's more and more stories coming up of having it all and having this and having that and not doing this or sacrificing that etc etc and I just think it's such a good reminder because I talk about this all the time but it's so beautiful having like your example here of the importance of coming back to gratitude and in the moment now before you have everything because if you don't if it's not a practice now you're not going to do it just automatically when you get to a certain level like it's a skill right and so I just think it's really beautiful what you're saying and super inspiring of just how important it is to be present and to be in gratitude and to work on these things now because they don't just automatically fix themselves when they get to another level when you have whatever your next goal is yeah because the goal just moves right the signpost just moves the goalpost even <laughs> and I think that's the beautiful thing because if you're not moving you're not growing and we're here to grow we're here to change we're here to expand and the more you grow the more impact you have on other people's lives and the oh, you know that. the more permission you give to them to grow and what I've noticed and I I'm I'm, I'm creating a course about all this because it's so funny when I do my YouTube videos, it's like I'm speaking to myself. It's that reminder that yeah, I need. I so love I'm, that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm creating a course where what the cycle actually looks like. Like every emotion you feel, how to kind of deal with that emotion, how to let it go, what to do in that, because that's what I've found. And it's so interesting because when you do do it more and more and more, you get better and better and better at it. Mm. 
you're still but those limiting beliefs still pop up it never goes away it never becomes like it's this is this is easy I don't have to do any work but it get the work gets easier because you do it more and more and that's your focus mm. so you get a lot more intentional with what it is you want your day and your life to look like and then you just go cool now I need to switch these thoughts so when they pop up I'll just notice them and your day kind of becomes 80% who the woman you want to become and 20% the work to get it, like the external work. So are you saying you're embodying with your thoughts, like who you want to be before you're there, like the thoughts yeah. that you would be having? I love that. Yeah, and I think that creates that contrast of emotions because where you are now, you're like, I want to be there, but then you kind of go, okay, if I want to be the CEO. I want to be the mother. How would she show up? How would she do her mm. hair? What is it that she would wear? And there's this, when you kind of, I know it, it sounds a bit odd, but when you kind of take that objective look at it, it takes you out of that real present emotion um, and that nervous system activation. And you just go, cool, now I just get to play a character. I just get to become her today. And then you feel into it. And you're like, do I like this? Do I like being like this today? And every day shifts and changes and it's and it allows you to really step into who you want to be the way you want to be them. Mm. Oh, my God, I love this. And I just love. Um, yeah, because you're stepping into the energetic version of you who already has and does and is that person. And as we all know, when your inner energy shifts, your outer energy has to start matching that. So I love that you just mentioned that. And I love that you just mentioned about like, what would she wear? Yeah. Like how what how would she have her coffee today? What mugs would she have that in? Like how would she do her hair? Like what would she say? How would she do her makeup? Like versus being where you are. Yeah, especially if where you are is not where you want to be at all and yeah. you're like you want to be 12 steps ahead and you're just like, "Oh, how do I do this?" <laughs> just, just think about her because mm. you're always going to be moving towards her. And the her is the goal what she what she feels on a day-to-day -day basis how she shows up in her life will help yeah. you move from the potential self-doubt or um lacking confidence if that's what you've got because I had a lot of self-doubt and so and I lacked so much confidence at the start that I was just like how do I need to show up today how would she show up and that really helped me kind of go this is how this is who I am today and it was yeah helped me kind of bridge that I love this and also just interesting of like because obviously you've done this work for others for so many years yet stepping into your own business you still had that lack of confidence oh yeah even 100%. though like you knew the work inside out yeah yeah definitely do you think that's I knew it was your face on it or like what what do you think I think honestly apart so I'd been doing this since I was 16. Mm. So I've been helping people achieve money, like financial goals since I was 16 and, and achieve their business goals since I was 22. And I'm 33 now. So it's been a very long time. Mm. Brilliant. I love it. I love getting older. Um, <laughs> and I think through all of this, I was told what to do. I was told how to show up. I was told what I needed to sell. I was told what I needed to do. And I was always really good at when somebody told me what to do. Like yeah. that was never in I was an incredible like salesperson, really good at all that stuff. But then when I had to do it for myself yeah. and I had to tell myself what to do, 
I was waiting for somebody else to give me permission. Wow. And they turned up and gave me permission. No. Like, <laughs> They're, not <laughs> They're not coming. And a big shift, actually. So my partner is like, he's brilliant. He, We know each other so well and we know each other's triggers. And every time I find something new about myself, I'll tell him. So he's like, cool, and he'll look out for it. So, like, when I was going through this, I was like, Tom, I'm waiting for permission. He's like, for what? Because he was building a business on the side at the time. And he'd just go ahead and do it. And he's just like, and I'm like, how are you finding this so easy? Like, someone needs to tell me what to do. He's like, you know what to do. And I'm like, I know. So I was in this, like, huge imposter syndrome because I was like, I'm helping people build businesses, but I'm struggling to build my own business because Mm. I don't believe myself. And it all came down to that, the self-confidence. Wow. And then I shifted from a business to a company and I had to be a CEO, not a business owner, a CEO. And there's a very distinct difference. That changed a lot for me. And I was just like, I'm responsible for a team. I am what I now need to show up as this woman. And I give myself permission. I tell everybody around me. And again, I noticed this with like um, my cleaner. and We just got a nanny and she's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? And then I'm like, no, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I have to be like, I want you to do this and this and this. Because the more I do that, the more direction I give my team, the better client interactions it's going to be. And it's uncomfortable. And that's like the cycle of work, that discomfort of, I can't just tell somebody else what to do. But it's like, yeah, you can. You actually yeah. can. Yeah. And also, you know, when you do, it creates a safer kind of container for people as well. You know, like if if you're receiving um, a direction from someone, let's say you're an employee and someone's telling you what they want you to do, like you have that more masculine container that you feel safer in versus when someone's just like, oh, I don't know, do what you want to do. Like it doesn't actually feel good for the person receiving it either right like it's actually a two-way benefiting thing when when you're like can you do this in this way (laughs) so much easier and when you're like that when you know where you want the energy to go the same happens with your money so if you find you're spending like you're not um you're spending all the money you've got you're like your money's a bit of a i don't know what's going on Get really clear on where you're channeling your energy, how you're telling people to show up, where you want, what you want people to do. Because when we're not clear on our boundaries and we're not clear on what needs to be done, money is the same because money just flows through like energy. Mm. Um, it's a big component for me. So I know when I start spending a bit more, I'm like, okay, cool. What's Where do I now need to kind of speak up a bit, which is my th- big thing is speaking up and actually mm. going, I can be create a loving boundary it doesn't have to be a firm harsh boundary it can be loving mm. um yeah it's that feminine because the, my the women I work with are such it's either on the two ends of the spectrum incredibly masculine and they mm-hmm. need that feminine from me so I need to show up feminine or yeah. so so feminine but they don't have the direction so then yes. I need to show up that um so I always have to be those I have to practice those two masculine and feminine energies, which is a thing because it allows me to be, have that more balance in my life. Yeah. And, you know, I think from someone on the outside looking in, you have a really beautiful balance of the two and your life shows it like your life wouldn't be, you know, life is the balance of the two. It's the yin and the yang. It's the same thing. Like I, I, 
personally believe that if you're hyper hyper masculine you're not going to have the joy and like the space and the freedom like the the emotions that we want to feel like the gratitude that you would have if you had some feminine in your life and the same if you're extremely feminine you're not going to have you know success you're not gonna have safety you're not going to have that um solid security there in your life whether that's money whether that's like a house whether that's like security whatever that looks like for you I feel like we do and and ideally we need to have the balance of the two to have it all and I think definitely for example of that like you've got the mum you know you've got that gratitude you've got that presence you've got that joy like you have and radiate so much joy and you have the absolute boss babe that's smashing it in business like you really do and you're a clear example of of how it could all manifest when you have and when you work on both thank you darling I think um I was so I've had to heal my feminine because I was in a masculine corporate role for like for years and for decades mm. um I had the feminine never really popped out I never really got to her until you know the last few years and I'm just like hi how are you <laughs> nice <Good>. to meet you <laughs> but I realize the more feminine you are the more money you receive because mm. it's all about and it's a beautiful thing when you can literally just like tap into your feminine and just know and like the money just flows and you're just like yeah. such a magnet it's just mm. It feels like magic, this work sometimes. Yeah. It's like, how can it be this easy? But you realise yeah. it could be this easy because you've worked to figure out the cycle that works for you. Yeah. So then where you need to, how you need to show up, what you need to do to get what it is that you want and attract it all. Yeah. And also, you know, for you, tapping into the feminine at that point in your business, you had the structure and the masculine aspects there to then be able to receive um there's the analogy of like a spider's web like you think the intricacies that a spider has to go through to create a web how structured how masculine how exact how precise that is how much hard work that is but yet now the food all just arrives for it you know it's like you did the masculine work and so the feminine you could now lean back and enjoy it so much more whereas if you were just in the feminine and you never had that structure I think that you're you wouldn't be where you are now it's no. it's that balance of the two that's a really cool analogy I like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I heard it um I think it's the guy that did uh that created gene keys that I heard it um uh, but yeah it's just so such a such a good analogy isn't it I love it um so there's a big thing I want to speak about because mm -hmm. I said to you at the very beginning so many people are put off of starting a business because they do not want to use Instagram <laughs> they don't want to do it they don't want to show up they don't want to put their face on it they don't want to have to take pictures for the rest of their lives and I can resonate with a lot of that <laughs> I can mm -hmm. um I have obviously gone down the Instagram Instagram route as well as word of mouth is a big part for me however you did not you have no. not gone on the Instagram route. Um, and do you know what? I might even put this in your intro. Because I think it's just the icing <laughs> on the cake that you've done all of this and you didn't use Instagram or, or or social media in that way. Like I know you just started a YouTube. So like, and you have had Instagram, but 
it's not been where your clients come from. Do you want to say about the route that you went down um, and how that worked out for you? Well, obviously it's worked out, but how it worked during for you. Yeah, so for me, I I I'm, I don't love social media. <laughs> At the time of business, I was like, I can't consistently show up the way I need to for people to start trusting me and then convert it. And I was just like, no. Nah, work. No, it's a lot of work. And work. I was like, yeah. And we were, so my partner and I were traveling. We just landed in Thailand. And I was like, okay, we need money. Like uh, we had a certain amount of money, which gave us a certain amount of time. So I knew mm. at that stage, six weeks together until okay. we had to go back home in each country and different sides of the world. So I was like, right, we've got six weeks. I can't build an Instagram presence in six weeks. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. So I was like, how can I do this? And fortunately, I had been on a, on a platform since about 2014 called Upwork. Just randomly, I had started, gone on it, and I think I'd done like a $5 job for somebody. Upwork's one of the largest freelancing marketplace platforms in the world. So I was on there. So I had a profile. And I was like, well, there's people on there. There's They're warm leads. They're people who are literally posting jobs, wanting mm. somebody to work. So I'll just apply for jobs on there. And I did. And that's how it just grew to what it is. And I have been on it consistently for um, since I started. And now I'm ranked like the top 1% um, key strategist on Upwork because wow. of the level. Like it's so cool. And the customer service as well. Because you, you can see what people rate you. So it's like 100% customer satisfaction, which I'm like, this is brilliant. You have but 100% I think customer satisfaction. Yeah. Oh, I would frame that on a wall. Which is so lovely. Because it's written down. I I would find so much joy in that. Do you look at it every day? Like, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it's quite, it's really beautiful, actually. I don't, I don't stop to to look at things like that. You should celebrate that. I should celebrate. I will celebrate that, actually. Um, but that's how it. That's how I got it. I, I would just show up on that platform with existing people wanting jobs, and then mm. people mouth would come in. It would just be like, cool, okay, great. And then when I started figuring out how to tap into my energy, people would just like come to be so much quicker and easier. And I'm like, well, this is brilliant. Um, and I decided to go on YouTube because I love sharing what I know. Yeah, and I again I use it as my because I created a course um to help coaches and creatives start a business, mm-hmm. and I always refer back to that whenever I'm stuck, which is I the coolest thing. That. And I used to be like, oh my god, this is a bit weird, but I was like, no, actually, the information like it's I need to know what I need to do now because where I'm at, yeah. um, and so I I've started YouTube so I can be like that can be the way that I can show up because I also want to show up because people. Mm-hmm people deserve to know who it is that they're who you are like what you're like who they're potentially buying from mm-hmm. also it was a massive thing for my confidence mm-hmm. like this huge and I didn't realize at the time why another reason I didn't want to do Instagram and stuff was my own confidence um, I didn't know that I didn't think I could compete with everybody else but then I found like YouTube and I was like I can just do videos which is what I'm really good at I can just speak from the heart for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever comes through. And then that can be the way that I connect with people. Mm. And 
because I've come from it from that point of view, it's yeah, it's like building really beautifully, and it's it really does hold a place in my heart. And I'm like, this Aww. is really nice. I love this. Um, I am branching out, and I'm starting to go on social. I've actually got a team to help me with the social media and stuff, so I can show up more, and people can know a bit more about me and yeah. my life. Because I'm also really proud of the life that I've created and my you family. Should be. And I want, you know, I think to help women feel as empowered as possible, I need to feel as empowered as possible. And to do mm. that, show my, show who I am, tell my story and just, just show up as that. So, mm. yeah. And I think that, you know, like I said before, to be able to witness someone that has it all in the way that you have. And I, like you said, rightly so, not everyone has the same dream. But for those that do, um, you know, and for those that do have a dream, do have a vision, do have something that they want to share and do in the world and want the family, already have the family, you are so inspiring because it's not seen enough. Like I think, you know, if I just think about who I see, yes, there's lots of very successful mums, but it's done in a different way, you know, Mm. and the presence that you bring to your family, I think is seriously something so so special and and to be celebrated and to be you know people inspired by because it's so inspiring so I love that you're showing up more to share yourself I really love that a lot um I would also put the link to your YouTube in the show notes so people can see (laughs) um but out of interest if someone you know and maybe there's a there's two different levels to this but if someone is starting a business Mm-hmm. um let's say a service-based business because I think the majority of people in this space are service-based so like coaches creative healers teachers etc um what would your biggest uh advice be in terms of platforms to show up as and then mm-hmm. and then maybe we can take it a little bit more in a second <laughs> I think work out where you want to go so first, before I make any decisions in my business, I always go, where do I want to go? What do I want the next chapter to look like? You know, mm-hmm. how many people do I connect with? Do I want it to be big? Do I want it to be small? Do I want to work with, you know, higher paying clients, small paying clients? What does this all look like? When you've got clarity on that, you'll then be able to go, okay, cool. Where does that make the most sense for me? And go down the road of least resistance. If you are resistant to Instagram, if you're resistant to LinkedIn, then look at all the other ways you can go and you can go on already existing platforms. So e-marketplaces, they've already got warm leads. They've already got people on there. Mm. Um, you don't have to actually, the difference is you, you when you go on an e-marketplace, you can pay somebody, sometimes it's like $20 a month, $100 a month, just depends. But you can show up on their platform where they already have the leads coming in. So mm. you just utilize that one platform um or if you're like I love Instagram then channel all your energy into it if you love it you'll have more momentum to commit to it and it's the commitment you want to create a business you need to create consistency in your business to create consistent results in your business so to do that (laughs) you need to go on a platform that you can consistently show up on because you enjoy yeah would you say uh, in your experience that you should focus, hone in on one at that stage? 
and just focus on one or do you believe in more of the put everything everywhere so I kind of so I've got this three steps to building a business so the first step is the start phase if you're in mm -hmm. the starting phase you just want to start that's basically your intention that's your mantra just start at one place but be mm -hmm. consistent if you've just started you've never done it before stick with one because yeah. if you're sticking two or three or four or five then you've got to keep up with two or three or four or five just mm -hmm. do one really 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 well that's why I'm doing YouTube and we're repurposing across all my platforms yeah because I can do the one if you're in the growth phase that's when you want to actually test out more and do mm -hmm. more because growing and expanding yeah then when you scale you want to get really clear on where your efforts and energy is really making a difference what your audience is saying. um but yeah if you're just starting just start with one and do it consistently yeah your answer is the same as mine so I love that we're on the same page <laughs> <laughs> I was like please say the same thing <laughs> well that would be awkward um <laughs> it would never be awkward but uh yeah I and that's something you know I, I'm sure you have to tell people that regularly as well I have to tell, remind people of like you only have so much energy and at the beginning it's like putting your energy more into one place is going to push the needle much further than putting a tiny bit of energy into 10 different things or five different things the same is like if you're starting you know I meet a lot of people that are trying to start two businesses at the same time and it's like well that's you're you're holding yourself back with any of them working because you've only got so much energy to give either um yeah. would you agree Definitely. I think business requires energy. So you need to put energy into it. And as a mother, any of the mothers listening, <laughs> we only have a certain amount of energy. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you want to spend your time and energy on things that bring you energy. Mm. You're doing things that deplete you energetically, get rid of it. And this is where the letting go is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant thing because you want to be energized with what it is that you're doing time and time again and if you're trying to start a, and if you're just starting a business it's like basically looking and having a bucket and that bucket if you've just got one bucket in front of you and you're filling it with water and then it tips over and goes to the next bucket and then you're going down these steps mm -hmm. but if you're trying to fill 10 buckets you're running around to all these 10 buckets and before you know you've had to take a break you got to fill up the water. you got to go back again. And you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I might take a nap. <laughs> then you have to have a week <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I just need to have some food. So all this stuff happens. So just focus in on the one. And when you do the one as well, you know what you're good at. You know how you want to show up. Mm. And the road to business and success is you is self-discovery. Figuring out who you are. How do you show up? Are you consistent? do you want to be consistent like there's all these wonderful yeah, ways you... good good yeah. point because mm. a lot of people the answer would be no to that <laughs> yeah. I know for me I never wanted to be consistent because I was like it's so boring I don't want to be what everybody else wants to be and then I was like <laughs> and this kind of is the masculine and the external thing in business that does you do kind of need to have consistency and especially mm. if you're wanting um, to build a presence and audience, you want your audience to know that you can show up for them because then they can trust you. Yeah. And if you said you're going to do something and you don't, mm. then it's going to be that that disconnect there. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and actually, I thought the other day I realized this um, or had this realization that like we do actually say obviously the feminine isn't consistent, the masculine is consistent, but like Mother Nature is the best feminine of all, right? She yeah. shows up for sunset and sunrise every day at the exact time she's meant to. Like she doesn't miss one. Yeah. No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you know, those <laughs> waves go in and out exactly as they're meant to when they're meant to. Like there is a lot of even within the most divine feminine of all of Mother Nature, there is still that. There has to be, you know, like you said, you, there's obviously options of maybe places you don't have to show up consistently. Like, for example, with you, with Upworks versus Instagram, but there is still an element of like things that you have to do in your business so that it runs. Yeah. And I think when you're when you're resistant to doing the things in your business that run, there's probably a telltale sign that you're self-sabotaging. Mm, I love that. You're not willing to do it. So I know for me... I knew if I did this, I because I always knew what I needed to do. I just never did it or mm. I didn't do it consistently because I was scared of the success because mm -hmm. that meant I had to show up. That meant I had to be seen. That meant I had to tell my story and be vulnerable and authentic. And that meant my nervous system was going to be a little bit dysregulated. Yes. <laughs> um but through these practices and through and I think it, it's this beautiful evolution that occurs when you start a business and you continue to grow it and show up and you get better and better and better and you have this fire in you that ignites every time you show up and you didn't want to mm. every time you you do some sort of marketing that you didn't think you had to or needed to and you do something consistently and then that fire just erupts and you're just like you cannot stop me now you cannot stop me now <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh I love this and I think it's so confidence building is saying you're going to do something and doing it yeah like it's it's such a, a confidence builder and the opposite is also true in terms of like if you're like okay I'm going to show up on Instagram every day for the next month and you don't do it like you're affecting the confidence that you have with your own word and I think that's more detrimental than the people that don't see you every day, <laughs> you know, yes. like is your start to doubt your own word and how much you you're there for yourself. So I feel like if you're going to commit to something, committing to something that you can absolutely do to start mm -hmm. building your confidence up versus the opposite of setting yourself these huge goals of I'm going to do five stories and two feed posts every day on Instagram for 30 days when that's basically impossible. <laughs> No, oh my gosh and I because when you're when you're in control of your own life which means you're in control of how you show up of what you do what you don't want to do but every time you say you're going to do something and you don't you're letting yourself down exactly, you're, what, yeah. you're basically staying where you are and you need to move forward to get to the business the life that you want mm -hmm. so when you, show, you say I want to do it do it that's how I started because I wanted to, to make all this money, to have all this stuff, to live this purpose. But I knew that I had so many habits that I was like, I'm not showing up. I am not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> and then it started to, and then I was like, yep, okay, cool. This is how I show up. Then you also allow people, you, you teach people how they show up in your life. Mm. If they say they're going to do something and they don't, but you do that, you know, it allows you to see it clearer and just go, hold on a minute, my time's really valuable and I've put this time aside now. 
And then it just, and again, it's that empowerment where you're just mm. like, hold on a minute, Mm-mm. my time is more precious than this. Yeah. It's, and yeah, it's like boundaries of other people normally reflects the boundaries you have of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I love this. Um, so looking at the time before we wrap up, as I know you just mentioned about social media or like marketing yourself, any other gold tips for someone that is building a vision into life any other gold things that you're like this is you have to do this okay so there's a couple things love that (laughs) if if you're building a vision so I'm somebody I care about like what's the the vision three times over so what's the next step and then what's the three other steps after that Uh because you might as well so for you to build this business, um, this vision and move towards it, you can't see it unless it's in your mind, but you can't feel it and touch it in front of you. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to start embodying that right now, which will give you the confidence to take the action step towards it because there's two things when building a business or building a massive vision. You want to get clear on the vision, then you want to take one action step towards it. Mm-hmm. So get clear on your vision. The way to do that is every single morning, whether you like to journal, whether you like to visualize, whether you like to meditate, but spend the first moment of your day because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to move where you are to where you want to be. And where yeah. you want to be is that 10 minutes of, of vision or journaling. So write down what it is like, what your life will be like when you've got that, what the vision is, how you're going to feel with it, like really step into that. And then ask yourself, what's the one step you need to take today towards achieving it? Mm. It might just be as simple as you need to start saying no to other people so you can mm. redirect your energy to something it is that you want to do. It might be looking to hire a coach. It might be writing a business plan. Um, and the second thing is protect your vision. And what I mean by that is when I was first starting out, I've, I am such a big vision thinker that a lot of people that I was around don't think at the capacity I do. So they couldn't Mm. even conceptualise what it is that I was trying to bring to the world, but I just knew from my gut that this was what was happening. I would tell a lot of people what I was trying to bring to the world and they were working in a nine-to-five. They were living in the same same town that they were brought up in. They were Mm -hmm. driving the same car they've had. They were looking to upgrade their house in the next couple of years a very, very different, and that is their life, and that's beautiful for them. But there was a complete disconnection between what my vision is and what their vision is for their life. So they couldn't understand it. So a lot of the time their confusion, their self-doubt, their slight negativity or jealousy would go onto my vision because it was a budding little budding little plant. It was yeah. so little at the time, like, this is what I'm going to do. But it was so <laughs> by others' opinions and others' feedback on it that it really derailed my success overall. So with that, keep it to yourself because what I believe, you should keep it to yourself until you can figure out all the details because it's mm. your vision. And a vision isn't just built. It's not doesn't take one day. It can take some like weeks and months to really build to where you want it to. Yeah. So allow yourself time and space to start writing it down then you'll know when the time is right and then in ask and invite people around you that you know want to do something like you do 
want to build something, want to create a legacy in this world, want to build something that just seems so impossible, but how could you not do it? Yeah. Don't talk to the other people that will not support you at all. Mm. Love them, but don't talk to them about your business. Talk to them about something else. <laughs> I love this so much because they're just project projecting their own uh mm. limits onto you definitely and if it's, it's like someone that you care about then it's easy to believe that yeah most definitely like tom tom does isn't a big vision thinker like i am he's a very logical step-by-step -step person he knows the steps in between he doesn't know the end step i know the end step and then i'm just like mm. i'll figure it out and then when <laughs> i telling him, he couldn't he has to see it to believe it i have i believe it then i see it mm. so we're very so I would tell him all these things and then he was just like, I don't get like, I don't get how that was going to happen. What I thought you were going to do this. And he's such a different thinker to yeah. me. Otherwise, I'll just tell him when I've done it. I will just tell him when I've done it. And then it would be, and then it would force me and push me to do it. Cause I was like, yeah. I can't wait to tell him <laughs> that oh, I've done it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just get intentional with it. Mm. Yeah, and it's like there's that old saying of, of you know, don't take money advice from a really poor person. Like unless someone's got the life or the area that you're seeking advice from, unless someone has got something good <laughs> in that area, exactly, probably don't take advice from them. You know, don't get relationship advice from someone who doesn't have a, a really healthy beautiful relationship like you know the same in business don't take business advice from someone who hasn't got a successful you know business that you aspire with like it's just and you know everyone can give you something else you know like everyone's not meant to be everything for you but it's just knowing who whose adv advice and opinions not necessarily you hear but you take you know yes because everyone's going to give you the, your opinions, but it's like whether you actually take it on board or not. Mm. Most definitely. I had the, like, I have the most incredible women um, who I just formed more and more of a, a relationship and friendship with when I had Alfie. And they're like my mum squad. They are the women I will, like, they are my through and through. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. But I wouldn't go to them for business advice. Yeah. But I will 100% hands down go mum advice. Like, yeah. they are my mum. Yeah. Um, but it's exactly the same. Like it's not a bad thing. It's just who is in your life for what reason, what yeah. purpose. How do you show up for other people for the, in their life for them as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. I adore you so much. I can just like you're so inspiring what you've created and so inspiring and just how authentically in your heart you are with all of it and purpose driven and genuinely like genuinely with every cell in your body want to help others like you're one of the biggest women cheerleader I know I think I've said this from day one of meeting you like you hype women up and empower women on a level I've never met and I'm so here for it I'm so grateful for you so 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 Aww. grateful oh you are wonderful thank you this is something I've always wanted I never thought I would be able to hype to just empower uplift and help women so much and like now I've got a team in my house and out my house like in the business, just full of women, just full of mm. incredible, incredible women. And it's just this beautiful channel of energy. Like, here you go. Let's just, oh, I love it. It's, it's beautiful.
beautiful thank you so much for everything you shared and for being here (laughs) thank you so much Um, how can people work with you they want more of your magic they want your empowerment and cheerleading (laughs) all of your expertise how can people work with you what do you have available at the moment I'll put your YouTube obviously but other things what else have you got available so you can check out my website thekcc.com and it's there we've got a list of courses um coaching and consulting so if you're just starting out and you're like I'm not sure where to go what to do um, one of the courses is probably going to work for you. There's one that helps you get from a nine to five to an entrepreneur mindset. It's just mm-hmm. eight really simple steps. Just follow those. It'll really shift you from that bridge to get to where you want. Um, there's a coaching and consulting, um, coaching and creative course as well. So step-by-step how to actually build and start getting your own clients, which is very exciting. And I'm in the process of of um, building, a, of creating a new course. It's coming through me and I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. So it's going to be about how to get through the cycle of earning more money, receiving more money, holding it and releasing it. And then those nervous system, those little things you need to do to tap into your nervous system, but also when to let go, mm. when to let go, how to step into her, so that will be actually launching in the next couple of months, which I'm very excited about. You can join the waitlist on the website. Um, and if you want to do a bit more private one-on-one, I do offer three and six-month coaching all in, which is where we get you from where you are to where you want to be, which is ultimately the CEO of your own life and business. Oh, my God. I will put all the links. Um, <laughs> also, side note, because I forgot to mention it, I did just find out that you haven't had a website until very, very recently. So you also feel no, everything no. you have without Instagram and without a website. So if that is not expanding for anyone listening, I don't know what is. My website will be launched actually um, in the next week, I do believe. And my <laughs> social media will be linked, will be released in the next the start of next month but no I've done all of this without a website or social media again it's like you know if you didn't know how anyone else did it how would you do it I love this question because it just you just get to throw the rule book out the window and not do things how everyone else does and you're a clear example of that so thank you for showing people another way thank you thank you for having me and thank you for your friendship and just oh you're such a paramount um, part of my business evolution and growth and really tapping back into my heart. So I am so grateful for you. Thank you so very much. You are just wonderful. <laughs> I love you. Thank you <laughs> so, 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 so much. <laughs> Thank you, my darling. Bye.